Hello, 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 guys! Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you uh, on yet another week on a very historic day, I sh- should say, for India, and uh, that's why you have uh, two people uh, very passionate about uh, in Indian science and technology, space exploration, and in general, you know. And uh, 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 I, I, I'm going to introduce my guest individually first, but I wanted to do a com- com- combined introduction about you know uh, celebration, celebrate. rating uh, a big achievement chandrayaan and um, uh, the advancement that people have uh, that people india has made in science and technology uh, so we are here to discuss about that and more and give a historic perspective of that together with me is ashish chandorkar author columnist and also the counselor at the permanent mission of india at wto in geneva and he's a public policy analyst and um, to, today with me is also here as a history connoisseur and someone who feels very passionate passionate about this so welcome to mind podcast again ashish it's been a year since we did this but welcome back yeah thanks adil it's, it's good to be back it's been a while actually so so good good to be back on mind absolutely absolutely so you know i mean first things first how does it feel i mean i know it's a redundant question because you know i already said we are all very happy and if a few are under a rock living under a rock um uh, just to recap chandrayaan 3 india's third lunar exploration has la- under the guidance of isro uh, which has a lander named vikram and the rover named pragyan has landed on the moon it was launched on july the 14th 2023 and entered the south pole region uh, of the moon making india the first nation successfully to land a spacecraft near the lunar south pole and the fourth country to successfully soft land on the moon um so how does it feel ashish uh, you know for this and then we'll go to the contemporary the history after this but initial reactions yeah i mean wonderful feeling adit right like uh, when chandrayaan 2 was uh, that mission was going on and that landing mm. was supposed to happen uh late night india time right and i remember that yeah. all of us were and the whole country was kind of waiting for that uh, moment and and uh, there was so much twitter activity that day right like people were absolutely like a like a mass combined following was going on so but that was a disappointing day uh, despite the best efforts of isro and from that point uh, coming back uh, strong from that uh, event and learning the right lessons of course i am not really a scientist or an engineer in, in the sense of the understanding what 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 is so what i've learned but clearly i mean you know we use that experience to uh, rebuild the the whole team the whole uh, whole mission and so it's it's incredible i also saw it on a large screen actually so it was a it was like a special telecast so we got screen up a couple No, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not an aeronautical engineer. I'm, I'm a civil engineer. But I will tell you one thing, and I, I wrote a note about this this morning. Um, engineering is not about just about successes. You know, people will say, congratulate on your successes, and you know, they'll talk about your failures and stuff. Something you're taught, like to learn from failures, and that's very important. What you, uh, uh, what you said, like that. I remember that day when you know the, the, the director was emotional. You know, the prime minister of India, the hug was consoling. I mean, he obviously broke down, and the fact is. from 4 years later isro has done that this is the victory of every single engineer who was in that room and saw that failure right because they learned from that and they learned from that to convert it into success america did the same thing i mean there have been missions to moons like what 9 10 times 12 times and not all of them have been successful so 
how do you do you know how how do you do that matters but this moment defines us right this moment defines us in what we did what i want you to talk about is you have been like you were you were in india but now the last couple of years you've spent out of india you've talked to people you have had this you know 360 degree overview or some uh, an event like this which puts up india with you know four of four of the best like space programs how does that you know measure in terms of global uh, uh, global impact of this uh, what what have been the reactions so far from what you've talked to people and seen yeah i see uh, i think there's a lot of interest last time we spoke i was telling you that there's a lot of interest about india uh, generally right people always ask questions about our our achievements or or what's going on in india in general our problems sometimes as well so uh, this kind of an event really redefines the league in which we operate and as you rightly said that we are the first country to soft land on the south side of the moon then again only one of the few countries to actually land on the moon at all so uh, in that sense that the the the, the 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 curiosity then starts turning into more kind of detailed you know like uh, quest for understanding more knowing more and an admiration for how, what what the country is doing right so this thing that we could we can achieve something like this ahead of everyone else in the world with all our constraints all our resource uh, you know hmm. uh, or or limitations the the fact is that it, this kind of an achievement goes much further beyond than just a war of words yeah. a war of bluffs and uh, as you took i talked about the us example see uh, again these events are it's not just a scientific achievement right it's it's like a national achievement where it propels the imagination of the country saying this is what we can do and, and this is how far we can go so so it also then get kids people interested in science technology in general and then about doing new things taking more risks all of that right so it also changes the national character in, in terms of how people sh- see themselves what they think that they can achieve and hopefully then they will go and do even bigger things from here on the collective conscience i said that when there were pictures of kids watching it on mumbai uh, mumbai station i think there was a picture of right i'm like how many kids are going to get inspired that i want to be there in a few years i want to be in that room trying to do that it's it's amazing at a time when people are saying that oh a kids maybe t- not enough kids are taking up science and technology and so forth this is a big sort of thumbs up that you know this is an event of national discussion that is happening and uh, you know in spite of a million political differences for that one moment everyone in india was united you know i i had one not you know not contextualizing and stuff like that of course then everything will follow after but we are not here to talk about before and after we are here to talk about that moment alone and and so one thing i want to ask you ashish um as someone who observes things like right, there are there are there are those in the western media who who has started i mean there was a bbc report that said oh why are they doing this india has 700 million poor people and they are still landing you know uh, rockets on the moon we always listen to this rubbish and i've i've actually tweeted out this morning a clip about you know from the west wing saying about exploration and stuff and why it's next and it there's one line that hits me in where he says there's like someone a person they did not go hungry because we decided to go to the moon they they went they went hungry now we have to do something about you know alleviating people from the poverty and you know um, uh, and we've done that or we are in process of doing that but that doesn't mean we stop other scientific achievements right so what would you respond to that uh, if all problems had to be resolved before you start something then you would actually never start anything at all 
right? So there's always you cannot judge the life or or priorities in a hierarchy of problems. Of course, there is a hierarchy in terms of uh, priorities of what the government should be doing, but you cannot be saying that you 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 unless you do one two three, you will not get a number ten. The problem is that they all coexist, right? So yeah, uh, you you even leave aside the space mission for a while, but let's say. You can extrapolate this to anything. You can say, why do you want to make, make an expressway until some X, Y, Z problem is there, or why do you want to make, uh, you know, invest in defense? So I think this 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 is this argument is actually quite it, it actually belies how systems run, how countries run, right? Uh, people will have to start competing uh, 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 areas where you need the focus of the government. It also needs resources, it needs capacities, and all of that. So in that sense, the argument is a little bit of a, it, it's probably more like an emotional argument. It's it's a specious argument. It's it, it's probably not intended to and, be a serious. And, and I hate to say this, but a very colonial argument also that oh, who are these Indians suddenly coming? You know, there. Exactly. I mean, uh, the, these 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 uh, statements essentially uh, also show that people don't understand how uh, a typical governance system works. Where you have to do hundred things together. It's 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 a fact of life. Uh, space, of course. Absolutely. Uh, the the uh, given that uh, you also have to prepare for these things years in advance. I mean, if you're talking about uh, human settlement on Moon or even on Mars, people have talked about it. You have to make a start somewhere. I mean, unless you start, you know, probing that that area, unless you make a claim internationally that yes, we also have a stake in this. Let's say, let's say, for example, India did not do this, and if, for example, five other countries go and. Uh, uh, create settlements on moon, right? So uh, then you can. I mean, if you always the sixth, seventh, or the tenth one, then you don't get the respect. You don't get the the uh, the natural kind of uh, way of your. I mean, right of your way in terms of what your viewpoint is, right? You're always like following yeah. someone or, or always trying to justify someone else's narrative or fight against it. So in that sense, these are. I think it's not not a serious statement when people make arguments like that. Absolutely, no. I mean, right now we are talking about countries and uh, uh, even corporations launching satellites into space. Like a very, it's a very common thing. Uh, when the research started 20, 30 years ago, people are like, "Oh, what is this nonsense? You know, about launching satellites in space? When is it going to happen?" But it did happen. And guess what? India is doing that too. You know, 23 satellites. What? What was it? I mean, some um, uh, uh, some some ridiculously awesome number. So it, it's kind of silly uh, that they are focused uh, on that. Yeah. And uh, again, Rahul, if you if you remember, there was also this cartoon which today became again became quite popular. The <laughs> yeah. post Mangalyan cartoon, right, where the farmer with a cow was waiting outside a elite club to be entered in the space uh, domain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I I, I, tweet, I tweeted at myself and I had a response to Miss Tanvi Madan as well on it. <laughs> she, yeah, so, so, so did I. I mean, in the sense, I I also tweeted about that uh, because New York Times had a. I mean, they had a, a breaking news on their app uh, about about yeah. right? So the contrast that okay, fine, if you didn't believe something ten years ago, but you can believe it now. I, I mean, it's not that you have to really make New York Times appreciate you, but it's the fact that at least people see that okay, there's a movement happening, and it, it's a even if it's grudging admiration or even if it's like forced on you that okay, but you start taking seriously, saying okay, fine, India is doing something which should be taken note of. No, and my point is just because they are nice to us now for like five minutes, does we yeah. should forget that they were racist uh, about that Mars mission, like you know, with the cows. I, I, I mean, it was just ridiculous, right? Like, for today again proves that science, spirituality, religion go hand in hand in India. 
This is 95 to 99% scientific achievement, but a one, a very strong core of faith, you know, where the scientists also believe in the devout, in the divine and same for the Indian people. And it was, you know, the chairman of Israel said that we want to uh, thank everyone who's praying for us and so forth. Right. So, but when you mock that culture that we have where, you know, uh, uh, science and religion are not seen separately. In fact, science is seen as, you know, uh, so, so in New York Times and again, like the whole Abrahamic discussion where science and uh, religion in some aspects are at war with each other. I don't think India has ever had that problem with Hinduism, Jainism, you know, Sikhism, Buddhism, so to speak. I mean, the ISRO scientists themselves went to a temple, right, before the launch. So, uh, I mean, it, it, these things always coexist in, in our society. And, and when cartoons like that are made, they are probably also, as you rightly said, it's not just about that one project. I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a larger mindset which uh, they, they want to kind of mock or, or at least, uh, uh, I mean, just, just talk ill about. So, yeah, uh, uh, I think this kind of a Western narrative, I, I was just telling someone on Twitter that, I mean, or, or, well, on X now, not, not Twitter, but uh, that that the, uh, nothing succeeds like success. I mean, eventually you keep doing things and then people will come around and just acknowledge that, okay, fine, things are changing. Yeah, and, and you, they talk about Vikram Sarabhai. Vikram Sarabhai was a, uh, 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 I mean, I, I, uh, I have to say this because we talk about religion. He was a scientist, one of India's best scientists, but came from a very devout Jain family, one of the oldest Jain families of Ahmedabad. Ahmedabad. And we, you know, grew up uh, listening to him and stuff. So it, again, doesn't, one thing doesn't, is not in conflict with the other uh, and, and so forth. So, um, Anyways, move, but moving on to moving on to a history of where we went. I saw this beautiful picture. I tweeted out the three pictures. The first rocket that India, you know, we did in Sri Harikota, a scene very uh, shown quite nicely in the show Rocket Boys, you know, where we transported on cycles and carts and so forth. And in some cases, even manually launched it right from there to here um, as a student of India. And and I say that is because a lot of us who write uh, comment on public policies, it's hard to look at the present without putting it on the historical context. India of the 60s was a very different country. The world was fighting in Cold War. There was an arms race and a space race going on between the US and the Soviet Union. And here we had India uh, under two remarkable men, Homi Bhabha and Vikram Sarabhai, and their group of amazing scientists doing it. So in historical perspective, what is the significance of this moment? And if you could talk a little bit about where India has come from. Yeah, so see, the space program started almost like uh, in 1960s, in 1962, right? With, with, with this uh, establishment of the uh, the the, uh, uh, the uh, International Committee for uh, Space Research. Yeah. So that... Uh, part. Yeah, 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 exactly. So in that sense, um, and of course, an ISRO was set up later in 1969, I think, right? Yeah. So... Uh, it's it's been uh, I mean so just to just to kind of put it in perspective, when US was landing on the moon, we were still setting up our organizations, right? So that was the kind of uh, uh, in, in terms of the trajectories. So of course we haven't we didn't start on the uh, front foot. I mean we 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 lagged what other countries were doing, and US and USSR and now later China became the main countries who who uh, you know who were, who were very strong in space uh, area. But I mean, from there on, and you said about the quality of leadership and that's that that in that domain, and from you know, Homi Bhabha to Vikram Sarabhai to Satish Dhawan, and then you are Rao, and then of course uh, Dr. Kalam. A lot of these individuals uh, kept at it despite all the constraints, financial constraints, 
capability constraints. There were also geopolitical situations at times when uh, some of the programs, I'm sure, would have taken hit due to due to the various geopolitical alignments or sanctions and stuff like that. So obviously, the the path has not been very easy in that sense, right? Like it's not that you had everything at your disposal what you wanted to go from one one stage to another stage of uh, uh, technological progress or or undertake more complex missions. So uh, it's a bit of a hockey stick curve that a lot of of course satellite launches we we we've been launching satellite from satellite for a while, but then in the last 10, 15 years, uh, a lot of things have come together, right? In terms of various missions, more ambitious missions. Chandrayaan 1, 2, 3 happened, and Mangalayaan happened. Now we're talking about the mission to the sun and so uh, Shukrayaan. So I mean the, the thing is that uh, once once you start uh, uh, building on previous successes, it's a bit like you build a layer on top of the previous progress you make right mm. so so it it may not be very uh, obvious that okay like someone saying how, how can india have so much capability but the fact is that we have we have been building steadily even if it's not very let's say there are no big announcements happening or if nasa has not run like nasa we're not running a cool cool exterior front end to our existence in terms of social media and program education programs and videos and all of that right but but the core capability has been building up over over the last Yes. Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm, I'm you, you actually bring up an interesting point because I am uh, you know I've been called I've essentially called two cities my home and they are intrinsically related. One is Ahmedabad, of course, where the ISRO you know thing was established in you know when become Sarabhai. My second city that I call home is Houston, the headquarters of NASA. So I uh, I have sort of you know seen that all my life. So it's 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 in a strange way it's been very commonplace for me for all my existence about that and um. I hope that ISRO can actually have sort of one unit or something like where NASA does, where they invite kids regularly to do this, because I cannot tell you what that has done to change the uh, position that NASA, you know, occupies in that. The the issue is right now, I think we should capture this moment. ISRO had a very national sort of view on it. We should make it more localized where, you know, they are doing more local camps. So, you know, kids can come and, you know, see what they're doing, have a few videos and stuff. Um, and, and that, who knows what that might lead to. Um, and we definitely need a space museum. Like, because our journey is so incredible. I mean, from literally from nothing. You, you, are, you are so right. When America was landing astronauts on moon, we were still building our space programs. And we lost two of our best at the age of 52 and 56, Vikram Sarabhai and Homi Baba. And, you know, and I'm, I don't want to go into the discussion about their deaths and stuff because this is not the uh, this is not the time to do it. But the question is, we lost them at, in a very untimely, man, untimely manner. And it was, uh, in spite of that, we built up based on the... Uh, and if you look at the 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 length of their achievements given you know the short lifespan it makes it even more incredible um but let's let's come to that point uh Obi baba's death is quite i mean i said in geneva right so that is where it happened yeah. I mean, yes well, look, look, look at how we brought the three cities into discussion yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a question which will keep haunting people right like what exactly happened and, and so on but yeah okay the discussion for another day no, 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 absolutely. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And, and unfor you know, unfortunately, in the small history of in the small history of post-independent India, in terms of, you know, you're talking about 70 years history of a 5000 year old civilization, um, we forget of how many setbacks that we've 
seen and the late 60s to or the early 70s these setbacks were absolutely crucial and you know cannot be and that's why i mentioned started with the indian space program cannot be seen without context of the uh, the cold war and the uh, machinations at play at that time um so give, having said that what do you you know having documented our journey so far what do you think is the path forward and you know how hopeful does it make you in terms of indian space advancement uh, do you think you think we're going to take it up to the next level in terms of more moon explorations and so forth i think uh, i mean it's, it's so did talk about uh, some kind of a glide path or some kind of a like like a vision today today in their uh, post launch uh, press conferences hmm. and so on but i think more broadly are three, three four things firstly uh we also opened the space sector for private sector uh last i mean in, in the last few years right so you see so many these startups which have come up which are working with isro or complementing them or in some cases even building their own capacities uh perhaps even doing their own launches eventually um the uh, so so i think that is a very, very exciting part because the use cases in which the space domain can contribute are, are immense and i mean different kinds of uh uh you know scientific disciplines can benefit from having strengths in the space domain be it communications or or, or health or I mean, eventually when mining becomes one of the big use cases as well right like there's a access to the materials in space and and that's one of the reasons why there's been lately been a frenzy to kind of do more in space because it's not just about settling humans in in on moon or mars or wherever but it's also about like how do you reach asteroids which may be mineral rich right so how do you scoop hmm. uh, like like a asteroid could be like a size of a room or perhaps like a house but how do you how do you scoop uh, uh the 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 useful minerals out of out of that kind of a celestial body so i think those questions uh, with startups coming up you will probably see much more uh, uh, action or excitement uh in in area right so that is like the non isro isro part of it which is where isro the public private partnership so to speak exactly and but the that's the second part is that you you also develop a lot of technologies in this process right like given uh, hmm. that it is a complex interplay of electronics and communications and the material sciences i mean i saw a video from ism dhanbad right which is like a big place for mining in in the country so i mean this is like these they will get interested in the more core functions on the building block functions of what leads to a space program it's not just eventually just launching rockets but it's also like what kind of materials are you need uh, 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 like do you need what research is going on on, on that so it also builds more core science research scientific research capability which will have then on multiple purposes it's not a single use uh, uh, technology or single use uh, 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 domain right like you can have cross purpose Uh, 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 use of these uh, of these technologies, which will be first done for space, but then you can take it to other areas like defense or even civilian or in industry. And I think the third major uh, impact I would see is that it probably like as we started. I mean, as we started the discussion with is that it just builds more interest in the whole core engineering science disciplines. It probably convinces a few more individuals and few more kids to take up that that discipline. and of course you need like millions working in that, that area you need a few hundreds of committed people who 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 just want to spend their life on these kind of of projects right so as long as it unearths that talent within the country that also uh, you know like 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 a forward uh, path 
No, absolutely. And 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 what you said, you know, we it puts us in an elite league, league of nations. Uh, we have to see now what the Pragyan Rover does. That's the next thing. I think I believe they they expected the Pragyan Rover to be exploring one lunar day, which is fourteen days. I think at least that's what I read during Chandrayaan two. I don't know if that's changed or not, but I think that's what it seems like. It. Yeah, I think that's what I read. And uh, just before I logged into the this conversation, I think. The rover had started, uh, you know, functioning. That's what I saw in on some exactly. So the, the, what happens, and we'll know in a couple of weeks what has. Uh, but this is this is only the beginning. I mean, I know the excitement and the hoopla and so forth w- won't be about the results, as it means. But like, I, as a man of science, I want to see what uh, what results we get. You know, but this could only be the st- start of something big. Um, Artemis mission is uh, from NASA is launching an Artemis, Artemis mission to the moon as well and we are looking like all sorts of uh, exploration and stuff for Artemis 2 is starting Artemis 1 happened last year so it is it, it, it's just fascinating to see uh, a lot of these things happening and then like you said what you use to get there and how it will be applied how many you know people it will get and how many people it inspires to take up other parts of science is i think ultimately what the the goal is and then also in the global space race you know where it puts india firmly firmly ahead yeah exactly i mean you know the names that we typically heard of uh, you know after any such mission some names become more household like they they just become known right so if you see after the launch today the isro director uh, uh, s somnath he was speaking from the podium and then he introduced his colleagues right who the key individuals were so these people are i mean they must have toiled i'm sure for decades to get to, to today's success but you wouldn't know them right and they have played a big part in in, in propelling countries imagination forward but you know people like uh, uh, p uh, viramuthubal who's the who was project director uh, ritu shrivastava who was a mission director and of course was involved in earlier projects in chandrayaan 2 and mangalyaan then i think he also named uh, uh, three other individuals kalpana k who was the deputy director on this mission on on this on the chandrayaan 3 project there was also m sankaran who was the director of the uh, ur satellite center which built the uh, the the equipment and i think uh, one shashikant he named who was the mission's operations director so when you say these who have contributed a lot otherwise you wouldn't know them like they, they have such a huge uh, huge role to play but these names wouldn't right. come out their successes like I, 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 yes and i i hear a lot of discussion like you know uh, uh, someone asked me yesterday that do you think if the global media is uh, covering this they absolutely are if you go on cnn.com right now and go to the united states uh, page not the international united states it's smack bang on front and center next to trump's photo that's how much they are covering that india has landed on the moon with op-eds and so forth and you know where it is so the, there is on the media that in fact uh, i saw someone collating this kind of a collage of different international media uh, posts and i think everyone has covered it in quite detail and i think now my personal sense is that the cynicism which has existed will also keep coming down right because these kind of successes are happening far too often it cannot be coincidence obviously we are doing something right so 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 the kind of disdain which cartoons had 10 years ago i am sure they won't exist now uh, uh, with as each success builds up absolutely and what is crucial to see is they are not just reports these are op-ed pieces now coming um, as well i saw uh, a 
a lot of my my colleagues that work were telling me about uh, you know um, uh, this event and stuff so it's it's, it's a momentous day but b- before we close um, i want to ask ashish a couple of questions first obviously you'll uh, you'll have to end with a recommendation of you know for today any recommendations you have for our um, viewers and listeners but most importantly ashish um, given that this is now this is now the norm right? this is not the uh, this is not the once in a blue moon event we are you we are going to be seeing a lot of space achievements and stuff what would you like to change in terms of how india talks about its own space program or something like i i personally like my opinion is you know make isro more like open it up have like a small space center where kids can come in families can come in take a look is there anything you would want to change in terms of how isro is interacting with the youth and the college kids of this country i i completely agree on that i think our ability to project ourselves has to suddenly improve um yeah. sometimes we tend to be too hard on ourselves we perhaps there's an imposter syndrome i don't know uh, but the 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 machinery in general and i'm part of that machinery right now but i think in 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 several areas like like in uh, like isro for example they have to have much more interactive uh, way to kind of talk to uh, the the external world right uh, in in terms of what they share what kind of information they they are putting out um uh, it's not that uh, i mean some of, some of it is just it has to kind of you have to let go of the hierarchical way in which you operate in our uh, you know systems and organizations uh, what is really required is that okay you have done something good talk about it i'm not i'm not talking about that what saying that something extra has to be claimed or something has to be amplified without having done it right the fact is that we yeah. do a lot of good things we just don't let the world know that we have done that so and yeah. the other part mention was on the museum other i think that is an absolute see uh, in fact if you see the last 3 4 years there have been announcements of having some grand museums right we have this pm museum in delhi there's something coming up in dothal on maritime history we, of course five six such world class museums are required because one thing which i observe and i mean of course i've been to europe several times even earlier but one thing which you see in europe is that every town every village will have some kind of a museum right like they and, and it's it's not to glorify things it's, it's just to document things it's just to kind of uh, and and that becomes a like a center of tourist attraction economic activity people get employment you get more close to your roots and what happened in your region and so on i think that kind of an approach is required we have just started to do that with some of these mega museums but a space fund would be really really great to have great to have absolutely so, and, and we, this, i'll give a simple example which is going to sound very silly but it's true uh if you go around houston if you go around people who have come from houston i i guarantee you, me included we all have had nasa shirts it's a cool thing to have how many people in india do you see wearing you know isro t-shirts i think we should have more of that and and guys isro can have normal shirts you do not have to work for isro this is not a, you're not wearing a military uniform to wear not wear so it's something like that get that in the pop culture you know talk have shirts about chandrayaan mangalyaan uh you know vikram lander uh, many inter- interesting things so i hope that changes because we are in the 21st century you know we have to think uh, like the 21st century in terms of these things and whether we like it or not these pop culture references do matter absolutely uh, completely agree on that yeah so uh, any recommendations you have ashish before we wrap up today Uh, so uh, i can talk about one i mean unrelated to space though so there's there's but but a good uh, there's a good podcast on india story like how how do you think about macro picture and so on so there's a podcast with neelkant mishra who 
most recently was appointed as a as the uh, part time director of the uh, sorry uh, the, the chairperson of the U, uh, UI UIDAI uh, but he's also with access capital access bank so he had a podcast with uh, mukesh bansal the famed uh, e-commerce entrepreneur uh, it's called sparks i think that that's the show name and mm-hmm. i think that was a wonderful podcast i'm also currently reading uh, a, a book by uh, vaklav smell on uh, the interplay between energy and civilization so but that's, i'm i'm not fully done with yet so perhaps next time we'll talk more yes uh my recommendations would be one watch a film the nambi effect by mar madhavan about nambi narayanan and what how they did i mean they are all vital cogs in the show rocket boys like i told you uh, i too started actually reading a book called g man uh, which won the pulitzer prize last year which was a biography of j edgar hoover but i'm not done yet it's a, again like ashish i'm going to wait to see my recommendations on that it's an 850 page book so it's probably going to be a little few days before i'm done reading um on that but uh, w- what a day for india and uh, uh, thank you ashish so uh, so much for joining us and uh, celebrating it on mind podcast with all of us uh, today we are all we are all those engineers in isro celebrating wherever we are absolutely thanks adit and congratulations to everyone absolutely thank you so much guys uh, we'll be back later this weekend to do this this was a special podcast just focused on the chandrayaan thing uh, please like share um, uh, please follow ashish on social media we'll tag his handle and it will be posted but uh, and please write to us with any questions you have till then uh, it's goodbye and we'll be back shortly